Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. And welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss steps to successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately, follow your dreams. Today, I'm privileged to have my son Travis with us, and we're going to be talking about building teams in your organization. Okay? All right. At this time, Travis is coming on. Hey, welcome. Hey, good to see you. Thanks for having me on your show again. You bet. Uh, the last time you were on, we talked about hiring millennials, and uh, it, it has the most views. So uh, I had to have you back. You're welcome. Get my ratings back up. Okay. <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking about building teams. But first, I'd just like you to uh, take some time. Tell us about what you're doing here at McAfee. And then also, what else are you doing to expand your knowledge? Sure. So uh, since around September of 2021, I've been, been the field manager here at McAfee. Um, and since about January of 2022, I've been continuing my graduate studies, uh, doing a PhD in business and uh, learning all about uh, organizational leadership. And uh, there's a lot more to it than uh, than I anticipated. So, you know, I look forward to talking to you today. We're going to talk about teams, um, effective teams, you know, some things that, you know, I'm not going to give you a comprehensive list of, you know, what I've learned. But, you know, there's just a few things that I've picked up on in my classes and tried to implement here at McAfee. And, you know, some things have, have worked out pretty well. So look forward to sharing it with others. I totally agree. And, um, you know, with that, um, why don't we talk about some of the things you've tried over the last year and uh, what has worked best? Well, uh, first off, I'll just say uh, it's, you know, it's been a privilege to have the freedom to kind of explore, um, you know, there, there's definitely, I try not to pull the, uh, my name's on the building card very often, um, but it is, and there's some perks that come with that. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of flexibility there uh, to experiment. Some things have worked, um, some things have not. And, uh, you know, some things we, that didn't work, we dropped them quick, which was wise. And some things, you know, we, we held on to too long. But, you know, you learn. Uh, but having that freedom to experiment and have those wins, have those losses, uh, you know, it's just it's, it's been a really good learning experience. And so I think, I think some of the things that we want to talk about today that, that have worked out really well that we've tried is um, uh, I guess we'll start with um, creating a structure. Um, for the for the whole organization. Um, and I think the first way we were able to do that was differentiating differentiating our management. Um, so we always just kind of had at McAfee, we always just kind of had a broad management, um, you know, but there was never really upper, middle, lower. Um, and so a lot of things ended up, you know, maybe getting to you that didn't necessarily need to and just, you know, a lot of a lot of things here and there. So differentiating your leadership, differentiating management, uh, it's really been helpful for us. Um, it not only, I think the biggest reason that it's been successful is because it, because it empowers the team. You know, the biggest lesson I've learned is, uh, is delegation, uh, when to do it, when not to do it. Um, and I'll tell you, I've just been blown away with uh, the amount of things I've been able to delegate to some of the, some we call them supervisors. Um, and, you know, they've really just 
shown and, and showed us skills and traits that we didn't know they had because they never had the opportunity to to do that, to, to take on that leadership, to make those decisions. And, you know, so far, so good. Very happy with how that's going. So if if we were to, uh, you know, share a little bit more about that, you've got companies listening that um, may not have a leadership team, period. Yeah. Um, but what we did was we took some technicians we, sh- we took some lead technicians and lead installers and um, asked them if they had any interest in supervision. Yeah, that's a great point. So we didn't hire from without um, in order to create this structure. We, we took people that we saw potential in from within and uh, within the organization. And the reason I think that is crucial to do um, is because they already know your company culture. And so they're going to be leading the other members of your team um, and the expectation is they're going to be modeling the culture, which we'll talk about more here in a little bit, but they're going to be modeling the culture. And, um, you know, so having bringing someone in who, who already knows it has already, um, you know, learned things maybe the hard way even of, you know, what the importance of doing things the quote unquote McAfee way. Um, it, it's imperative to the team's success. So, yeah, that's that's huge. Thanks for bringing that up. But, but some might say um, I can't afford to lose a technician or a installer for supervision right now. I need them in the field. How how did we handle that? Yeah. Well, you know, that's true. And, and we did, especially, um, not early on, but you know, we, we, we decided to, to, to start this new structure kind of in a slow season. Right. And so we, we kind of created these new habits, um, in a very slow time. And then when the, when the, when the craziness of summer came, you know, we were in that same boat. It's like, oh, we've got all these calls and well, they know how to do it. So let's get them in a van. And so we did and um, it worked. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's hard to play both sides. It's hard to, um, you know, be the leader that you need to be and handle the administrative aspect of management and be out there in the field. You know, we, we would have our supervisor out there, you know, guys would be calling them while they're trying to handle something with a customer. Um, it was difficult for them, but I think kind of towards the end of that craziness um, of the summer, you know, we, we learned some things. We learned how to maybe balance things out a little more. So create a schedule for them where, okay, cool. So in order to compensate for the calls we need to run, let's go ahead and schedule them Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the field and make sure they have office time Monday, Friday. And that was really effective for us because uh, it was a win-win. So we got um, all most of the calls ran that we wanted them to run. Um, but at the same time, um, you know, it helped us out a ton because, again, upper, middle, lower management. So the lower management was able to basically handle things while middle and upper management had to be in more of those planning meetings. So, so Mondays and Fridays are, are meeting days for us. And so being able to structure it so that lower management could kind of fill in the gaps for upper, upper and middle management who was in meetings or out of the office for various reasons. Um, it, it worked for us, uh, but we, we had to learn that it, it didn't. We didn't think of it right off the bat. It took trial. It took it. it you know, it. We made mistakes along the way. We learned a lot along the way. You're not going to get it right, but I think the adva- Like, if you weigh it out, you know, you can't afford not to differentiate. You can't afford not to establish leadership. So I, it's better to do it imperfectly at first and and figure it out along the way than to never do it at all. Exactly. How how did the team? work with 
their new supervisors, um, since they were, you know, used to working with them on a daily basis as just leads? Yeah, I think that varied um, based on department, um, you know, without divulging too much information. Um, you know, I think it was a really smooth transition in some departments and a slower transition in others. However, you know, it, they've taken really well to it and they're grateful for it because they see um, it, things just get done faster yeah. and, and we're able to accomplish more. Um, you know, so don't be afraid to take someone out of the field and elevate them because I guarantee you that's going to elevate and empower the rest of your team to accomplish more. Um, you and, know. and we made it our goal to um, replace them. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we didn't just put someone in position, um, supervisor, and then not go out and look to fill uh, one or two to replace them out in the field because these guys were good. Mm -hmm. These guys have been with our company for a while. Mm -hmm. um, losing them out in the field um, uh, for me sometimes during that hot period, during that very busy season in Ohio weather, um, you know, it made me go, oh, wait a minute, we, mm -hmm. we, we got to run these calls. We got to get this done. We, you know, we, we got to make this happen. Um, but we, so we didn't just sit on our hands and not go out and look for new uh, people to replace them. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'm glad you said that too. You know, another advantage of doing this, um, you know, long-term uh, in the short term, you're going to feel it. Um, but in the long term, you know, we, we just had a cohort of installers come in and, they, they're pretty much full-blown helpers now. You know, they're still working on the speed aspect of things, but they're able to do things on their own the way that we expect them to do it now. They've been here three weeks. That is the fastest we've ever put anyone, um, you know, given someone like total freedom, total independence out in the field. And that's because we had supervisors in-house um, who were able to work with them, low-stakes training, um, get, give them confidence without having to worry about messing up a customer's line set, mess up our line set in-house. It's, it's all good. It's a training simulator for a reason. You know, have fun, learn, mess it up, learn how not to mess it up. And so right. being able to have someone give them that individualized attention here in-house with the low-stakes training. Now, I know not every company listening to this is in a place where they can do that yet, and that's okay. But nonetheless, maybe you could give them that individualized attention at a customer's home in the field and, and really hone in that way your lead installer is able to focus on what he's what he needs to focus on. Um, so you know, there's a lot of advantages, and they far outweigh any disadvantages. Yeah, we we kind of called that the acceleration uh, training mode. Um, we accelerated our training time faster than we ever have um, because we were able to do it in house, and uh, it really made a difference. And I was telling someone the other day that we actually have a three week old, basically, uh, installer who is now doing the complete outdoor unit. Mm -hmm. um, and we replace line sets, disconnects, pads, all that stuff. And they're doing the outdoor unit and they've been here three weeks. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know around the United States, there's, there's these accelerated training classes, uh, but to be able to do it in house yeah. and, and not have to spend five or 10 grand. Um, it, it was really uh, impressive from, and they're from my view. And they're learning it our way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're, they're not creating any bad habits. You know, right. they're, they're creating the right habits from the get go. Yeah. I'm a um, firm believer in that. Yeah. 
I'm a firm believer in learning the, whatever your company is, it's that way of install. And I don't want anyone coming in here and installing like someone else. Yep. I, want, I want it the, done the McAfee way. Well, we sell it that way. Yeah. And exactly. so other company, you know, I'll, I'll challenge any listeners here, you know, your install should be identifiable. Even if you don't private label, it should, you should be able to identify who did it. You know, you should have, you should have your own culture of installation. Um, and you know, it, it should be recognizable in your area, you know, and, and being able to do that consistently, consistently is important. So, um, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's something we've been able to kind of do rather quickly that, you know, probably it's probably unprecedented for us. I can't say, um, uh, but I, I would, I'd be hard pressed to find another um, group of technicians that have come out independently that fast. And so it's, it's been a pretty cool experience the last few months of uh, prepping and creating this laboratory here in house. And it's, it's just good stuff. So, yeah, it is. It's the McAfee laboratory of creating successful installers and technic and service technicians, um, and doing it the McAfee way. I just, I, it, it is really impressive, even if I own the place. Um, so let me ask you this, how, how does building a strong leadership team and, and supervisory team help with building a, a strong team in general? That's a good question. Um, so basically, I don't know, for me, I think it, it, it's, it establishes some sort of, um, trajectory, you know, um, it, 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 it shows that, um, well, let me back up. So we, in our most recent, um, so in, in we have this lower management that, that I'm kind of responsible for and, and we meet every Monday and every Friday. And, you know, one, one of those meetings per week is very practical. You know, we go over the, the ins and outs, the day to day, what do you need from me? Here's what I need from you type of meeting. But then, uh, the other meeting is much more from a cultural perspective, um, you know, what are we trying to, what, what type of departments are we trying to create? You know, um, we do have the McAfee way, but what does that mean? Are we maintaining, it's kind of quality control, like cultural quality control that right. we're trying to do. And uh, one of the things that we talked about recently was um, this idea of legacy. Um, and so, you know, we have, we have that card, where's it at? over here in the McAfee way card. And, um, you know, so part of the, some of the things that we talk about on here are, are caring, um, you know, being consistent, you know, doing things with integrity. And, um, so, you know, being, being, being consistent, showing that you genuinely care about the outcome of the job, whether it's a 20 minute call or whether it's an eight hour install, you know, just showing that you care, doing all of those little things, you know, that's, that's part of the McAfee way. But, ensuring that that's, you know, that's, that's the McAfee way in our minds, you know, like it's, you, you created it several, you know, a couple decades ago at this point. And, um, you know, so, but making sure that the technician that just started in 2022 or 2023, even, do they understand what the McAfee way is? Are we passing on that legacy? And so, you know, I think having more people in leadership positions um, and having different responsibilities are the, it's more likely that we're going to be able to ensure that um, this culture that we essentially created is is being passed on, you know, and also getting these guys 
these leaders to recognize that they're a part of that legacy and they have every bit as much of a responsibility to uphold that culture as the guy who came up with it, the owner of the company, Greg McAfee, right? And so basically giving them ownership. So we, um, you know, I got a bunch of books here, but we, uh, we, one of them that we went through was this book, Extreme Ownership uh, by Jocko Willink. Uh, we got the, the workbook to go through um, that book. And, and so the guys, I mean, anytime we say ownership, um, you know, they, they get it. That it, It's just ownership can mean so many things, but what it means to us is, you know, even if you miss the mark, own it, learn, move on, you know, because when you own it, that says a lot about you as a person. It says a lot about you as a leader. Um, you know, all we really expect, we don't expect perfection out of our guys, but we do expect excellence. Um, we do expect honesty, integrity, just, just own it and move on. I don't really care that you messed up. Just, just own it and move on. And so, um, we're really trying to establish that sense of ownership in our team, um, ownership for the McAfee way, ownership for our actions, ownership, um, all across the board. Um, so I think I went on a little tangent there. No, just really good. But, um, you know, the way, the way that we build strong teams is to get leaders to buy in to the culture. Um, because the only way you're going to get your broader team to buy into the culture is if your leadership does. If your leadership doesn't care about the culture, don't be surprised if your culture goes by the wayside in, few, in a few years. You know, it, it, it doesn't take long. Well, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's very large companies. Um, I talk about Sears often as uh, the world's largest department store. And uh, where where are they today? I mean, where you know they were the largest department store, not just in the United States, in the world. Where are they today? And they had the best system in place. Sears they had the best system in place for for a department store, and they were into many other things. I read the other day that. You could buy a house. Uh, Sears sold house packages, hmm. and many downtown homes were Sears homes for nine thousand and eight hundred dollars. You bought the whole package and built it yourself. Wow! Um, so, uh, but they were into so many things, and and they did them well. It wasn't like they were touching too many things. They were they did them well. Uh, so wrapping it up here, um, what else would you like to add about building strong teams? And what, uh, what other books do you have here that you'd like to share? Well, you know, I just, I just kind of grabbed a bunch off of my bookshelf as we were, as we were coming into this, you know, just you, leaders are readers. That's something you've told me since I was a little kid. Um, you know, I think John Maxwell was probably the one that actually said that leaders are readers, but, um, you know, so I've got, uh, well, he took it from me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but you know what? I don't, I don't care if they actually have a copy of the book. It doesn't matter. You can, I've got a tablet here. So do they, they can get the Kindle version. They can get the audio book. Ver- they can, I don't care. Um, it just, so long as they're receiving the information in a way that clicks with them, yeah. you know, it, it, it's all good. I personally, I, I like both. <laughs> I like yeah. to listen while I read and I, I just love having an actual hard copy. So I buy the book. And then sometimes if it's, if it's a difficult read, I'll get the audio book too. And like, you know, have them read it to me and I'll follow along. You know, it's, it's just your preference, but leaders are readers. Um, so if you're, if you're not reading, start. Um, if, if you have team members that, uh, kind of say, well, reading's not for, I haven't picked up a book since the seventh grade, you know, whatever the case may be. And that's yeah. true for a lot of us. I didn't particularly get into reading until my early twenties, but, you know, challenge them and say, that's fine. You know, I was probably the same way at one point. 
Um, but tell you what, I challenge you to find someone that you look up to who has written a book because there's probably a reason you look up to them. So go, go pick it up off the shelf, get it from the library, order it on your Kindle, get the audio, I don't care. Whatever you need to do to get that information and get in the habit of absorbing quality information, whatever it takes, um, you know, start somewhere, get, find something that grabs your attention. Um, so I, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to advertise for somebody else, but there's a tool as well. So aside from reading, there's, there's a very tangible tool that we've used, um, that I've found very interesting. It's called, um, the working genius. And so I think this has been a huge, uh, for me personally, a huge way for me to kind of identify how I can be most effective in a team. Um, and it's also helped a lot of our, our team members here um, and the company as a whole. It's uh, So basically, the working genius, they have an acronym called Widget. Um, I won't go into it in detail here. We could do a whole podcast just on that. Right. But essentially, each word has its own, um, or each letter of the acronym has its own word associated with it. And that is a working genius or a working style. Um, and, and everyone has two strengths, two competencies, well, they call them geniuses. So two geniuses, two competencies, and two frustrations. And um, so basically it gives you an opportunity to look at yourself, look at your job description, or if you're looking at one of your team members who just took the, the little exam, um, look at their score, look at their job description, are you, do you have them in the right position? You know, maybe you don't, maybe you got the right person doing the wrong job, or maybe you've got the wrong person doing the wrong, like you, you, you know, you got, yeah. you know, and so it's just a really great way to identify the strengths on your team and making sure everyone's in the right seat on the bus, so to speak. So I highly recommend checking out the working genius. That's a book. It, uh, it's a book and it's a website as well, The Working Genius. Uh, I don't know if it's .com or .org, but they, they have the little assessment you can take. It's the best 25 bucks you'll ever spend on yourself because it is really eye-opening. Um, for me, uh, my two geniuses are WG, that means wonder and galvanizing. And again, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. We won't right. do that here, but uh, wonderers, um, they're kind of the people that you know, kind of poke at things and, and, and ask a lot of questions and, and say, well, is that the best way to do this? Or, you know, and so you, you, you always, it's like your natural inclination. And yet it's the thing that like people dread, you know, people dread having their, what they do, their comfort zone, like prodded at, you know? Yeah. And so, um, it was really uh, validating for me because it's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I have a, a place within an organization right. and, um, like that's, that's important. And so, uh, I, I just encourage any listeners here Check out the working genius and uh, look at your people, look at your job descriptions and just make sure they're in the right place. You might have a team member who's just who just seems frustrated all the time, but they're a really great person. You love them. You love having them on the team, but you got them doing work that's in their frustration all the time. And yeah. so they're not being the most productive version that they could be. And, um, you know, so you want to make sure that your entire team is doing the majority of their work within that genius or at least competency zone. If you have people doing their frustrations all the time, it's going to lead to burnout and ultimately an ineffective team. So, and we, and we had that. And then we also had, when you, when you did this for us and we all took the test and we also found out that we were lacking, we almost needed to hire someone because we didn't have, 
we didn't have this in our company that we needed. Mm -hmm. And we were making other people who were totally uncomfortable doing it, do it. Mm -hmm. And we said, hey, we've got to hire, I don't I forget what it was, a galvanizer. We needed some galvanizers. And yeah. a galvanizer, real quick, is a... Uh, basically, they're just... Um, uh, they're your they're your team's motivational speaker. Basically, they're the ones that get up there and say, "Hey, here's what we've decided to do. Here's why we decided to do it. Here's why it's a good idea, and here's why you're going to love it. Let's go do it." You know, so they're the they're they're the the cheerleaders, so to speak, and they're really important um, because a lot of times decisions get made up here. And then everybody down here is the one that has to live with that decision, right? Right. And so they Especially often— Especially after a seminar. Exactly. And so, yeah, so we have, we have um, you know, all these people with all these questions. Well, the galvanizer can take that energy, take those questions, and say, here's why it's important. Here's why it's going to be great for this company. And here's the role you get to play within it. They, they basically empower them and encourage them to go and do. And you got to have those people in your organization. Absolutely. All right. Any last words for what can a company do to um, strengthen the leadership team they have or um, just continue to form their leaders? Well, I um, honestly, this is a this is a cool subject. And like I said, we could go on forever. Um, Maybe so we'll do a part two. That's what I was going to say. I think I think what I'd like to see is, um, you know, I would encourage any listeners if they have any questions or want any follow up on this, you know, anything they'd like us to go in uh, in depth on further. Um, you know, put something in the comments, you know, we'll read through them and, and we'll see, uh, see what we can do for podcast number two on effective teams. Okay. We will do that. So we appreciate Travis coming in and uh, talking about building teams. And if you are watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because next week we are going to be to talk talking about part two rather on building teams, making them stronger. Uh, please send in any questions you might have about your team building um, or even the book that books that we've talked about today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Greg McAfee Show. Uh, no spaces, no underscores. Be sure to tune in next week. And thanks for listening, and as always, carry on and have a great day.